What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast, backed by 120 Power Star rating. And the doors to episode 117 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my best buddy, the wonderful lad I call Bryce Delight. It's Bryce DeWitt. (laughs) Bryce Delight, skyrockets in flight. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, absolutely wonderful, Bryce. Oh, so gorgeous, man. So, Bryce, we're recording on a Monday night. You know, something we usually try to record on the weekend. So, that gives me the privilege of asking you the question How was your weekend? Was it a good week? <laughs> was it wonderful? Uh, I suppose, yeah. I suppose. I had, I had a weekend off. Ooh. So, that was nice for once. I mean, considering that I'm pretty much working every day this week up until we leave for PAX mm. now. I think I've got two days off between then. Yeah. And that's a maybe at this point. A very hard maybe. I might not get all those days off. Well, you'll be able to put that money in the bank. You'll be able to pay your bills. You'll be able to buy the beers. You'll be able to... Fat chance. You you know it's going to be going to PAX and I'll have all this money. I'll just be like, whoops, I tripped and I spent $900. I saw saw the most cringy thing. There was like a Facebook like thread just basically like, you know, what kids do, what's annoying or silly or funny or whatever. And there was like pictures of you know kids using crayons on walls and just the typical stuff. Mm-hmm. But I saw one where a little kid must have found like a wad of hundred dollar bills, and what she was doing is she cut all the people out of the bills, oh. <laughs> just cutting up these hundred dollar notes. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no! 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 Yeah. Anyway, so today on the show we're going to be talking about Mario Kart Tour, our impressions of the game. And some Pokemon live streaming stuff and a fair bit of Pokemon stuff and some other little topics in between. But first of all, Bryce, got some housekeeping to do. So, Nintendo Australia has announced the titles that they will be bringing to PAX Australia. And no surprise, it's, you know, it's Luigi's Mansion, it's Pokemon Sword and Shield. They've got uh, other games there yet to be announced. And they've also got uh, Link's Awakening there, which will, you know, if you haven't, people who haven't played it, they'll get to... Have a bit of a romp with it anyway. Yeah. Have a bit of a romp with it. Yeah, hopefully they have some switch lights there. I'm sure they will. We'll get to have a bit of a play. Yeah. Yeah. So are you looking forward to getting your hands on any of these games, really? Or I mean, I think Pokemon's a given, considering everything. We've talked about Pokemon over this entire course of the year. Mm-hmm. And then um, Luigi's Mansion. I'm probably, probably a little more excited for Luigi's Mansion in a sense that if I'm playing a Pokemon game, I like to sit down and play a Pokemon game. Obviously, you can't do that on a packed show floor. That's what worked that way. Um, with the Switch lights, I'm curious to see how they feel, I guess. But um, as we've now found out, there's actually very little differences in the Switch lights uh, controls to the original Joy-Cons, and they're having drifting problems hmm. already, which is depressing. It'd be interesting to see how many cases there are, though. Well, I know that there's a few recorded ones on YouTube and all that but yeah I don't yeah. know yeah yeah. well yeah. hopefully it's not too big a problem because obviously with the Joy-Cons you can take them off you can crush them you can put them in the bin and buy another pair with the Switch Lite you know you can't just uh, yeah. hack off the side you've got to send your whole system away and a lot of the times when uh, you send your system away for repairs you get all your saves and that gone which isn't such a big deal now with like cloud saves but with titles like Pokemon and uh Animal Crossing, 
Yeah, that would be a bit unfortunate. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So yeah, um, at PAX we're going to be covering these games. We're going to go in and play them on the Friday. And we'll have an episode up that day sometime, just talking about our impressions and yeah, all that fun stuff. Yeah, we get our uh, we have like an hour in the morning where we sort of get to go in and have our own little romp mm. before the public's let in, and you know it all sort of goes to chaos. So, um, I think it's probably they're probably the biggest titles this year I'm interested in playing. So it's not not too big of a deal. Um, I'll sort of go in there, do them first, and. I want to go claim my shirt for Final Fantasy as soon as the public comes in. So, that'll be great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the go with that? Uh, so, Just um, got to line up for it? or Yeah, I mean, if you're at PAX and you feel like earning yourself a free shirt, all you've got to do is do a boss fight on Final Fantasy fourteen. I should go with you. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah. It's a free shirt, man. Yeah. It's a free shirt. It's not that bad. I tried to get you a shirt uh, a couple of years, years ago and they said, nah. No, you got to you got to do the boss fight or whatever, and it was like a huge line. Yeah. And even if I got in there, I wouldn't know how to beat the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get carried through most of it anyway. A lot of the people that will go and get a shirt will be people who, you know, already play the game. And once I get there, I'll do my stuff with Nintendo or whatever, and then I'll get make sure I'm first in best dressed there to grab best my shirt. Dressed, oh, like best man. dressed to get my shirt. You will because, be once you got the shirt. Well, yes, exactly. Because I one I want to get one in my size and two, uh, I want to avoid any lines possible. And when it comes to free gear for doing a very menial task that takes literally five minutes, I might as well just go do the it. The only problem is Bryce, you know, you know, you've got a partner, you've got kids. Once you're wearing that Final Fantasy fourteen shirts, women will not be able to keep their eyes <laughs> off of you. You'll be out in the bars, you'll be out <laughs> hanging with us out at packs and whatever. But all these women will just be walking oh, to you, you know. And you won't be, be able to keep- he beat Eden Prime. Oh, what? What? what Jesus. A, what a mad lad. Epic wins. <laughs> <laughs> Epic game. Mm. Epic game of score. Mm. Wow. Yeah, beautiful. I anyway. Uh, yeah. And yeah, were you saying anything else? Or? Yeah, man. I was getting there. No, it's all right. Um, and then I'll probably head over to some of the biggest stuff if I can. Because I, I, last year, I remember it just being absolute chaos. Just trying to, trying to like sneak past like maybe Battlefield and all that. I'd like to sort of get in and see if I can get anywhere that uh, I know is going to be packed uh, by, you know, midday. Mm. So, yeah. I haven't really thought about any of the other games there yet either. Well... I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking about Nintendo for our coverage, but what other big games... Obviously, Sony and Xbox and everyone else is there. What else? I actually can't think. I guess it'd be Death Stranding or something like that from Sony. And Well, I mean, for me at least, I know that... I missed out on the beta for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So you ain't going to play that. So I want to go give it a crack, yeah. Mm. I mean, it, it is literally uh, my favourite COD game and one of my favourite shooters being rebooted. So I would really like to give it a crack and see how it is. I missed out on the beta, uh, so that kind of sucks. But it's kind of interesting seeing what they're doing with the infrastructure there because they're kind of going the route of like Overwatch almost in that loot boxes are the primary source of monetization, but then it's also got cross-play and there's no season pass anymore. Mm. And I mean, I'm genuinely interested in that game just because it's a reboot. And I know that COD games over the last, you know, half a decade <laughs> haven't been haven't been great with their whole monetization schemes and stuff like that, but it's kind of just a game that I'd like to, like, buy and play. 
Mm. For generalization purposes, I don't really want to spend any. <laughs> You'll like the buy and play. Remember I, the days when you could just buy and play a game? I know. Mm. Now you got to buy, play a game, and spend more. Mm. And that happens with so many games. And I feel like this is probably going to be no different in some contexts. But I mean, if the season pass is not there and they're just giving out content for free and um, cross plays a thing, it means that it won't die on the platforms. You know, they'll it'll just keep going as long as mm. there are Which people great, playing. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's the first time in quad history. So I'll see how it is, see how it plays, see if I want it. Um, but I mean, <laughs> see if you want it. You want it. Probably. You, you want it. Probably. I mean, it's Modern Warfare, man. I like Modern Warfare. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I was I was thinking the other day, we were talking about it, you're like, oh, uh, you know, next week's going to be, you know, the last podcast until PAX. I'm like, oh, crap, it's that close, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like 10 days away. It's like, oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it, though. Looking forward to meeting up with all our friends and all that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, that's the main draw of PAX. I think we've always made that pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, seeing people catching up mm. doing our thing doing know. our thing that's right yeah and the, the next bit of housekeeping is just uh, some changes to our Patreon tiers um, so we sort of moved things around we started in July with Patreon and we sort of set it up and I guess we're just changing a couple of things just from what we've learnt and s- some more value we want to put into uh, or give to the people that are backing us. Mm-hmm. So basically, the one one dollar tier is what, what what has changed the most. So you still get cracking furfies every month, unless it fucks up and <laughs> <laughs> and we have the same problem we're having now, and that's trying to find time to record it. Yeah. So basically, yeah. basically in September we weren't able to get cracking furfies out. So uh, what is it next? October. <laughs> yeah. We'll get two cracking furfies out. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. To make up for it. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel really bad that. Oh, so do I. Couldn't got it out. Couldn't Absolutely. get it out. Yeah. I know people would be understanding. Like, oh, that's fine. You know, shit Just happens. To but. put it to put it in perspective, we recorded that episode before it stuffed up on us. We recorded that cracking furfies after work because it was the most optimal time we had, and it was like you know ten o'clock at night or something like that. Mm. It was the most optimal time we had. We knew we were going to be, you know, within the proximity of each other and have the time to record it. So we did, and then it stuffed up, and we're like, oh well, shit. And ever since then. <laughs> We've, it's been hard to find time. It's a real shame too because it's one of those episodes where we went, oh, that was a great episode. And I, I got, you know, just press play again to see if it was all right, was not all right. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Got to do it all over again. Yeah. So, Cracking Furfies um, each month. And I've moved secret... Well, sorry. We'll go back. Cracking Furfies is our variety podcast where we talk about anything and just have fun. Yeah. In case you don't know what Cracking Furfies is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because we like Furfy, the beer. And we've talked about it a lot on the house tomorrow, so we made it into its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Secret recordings is um, has moved from five dollars to one dollar. So every month, it's basically just um, me talking to the patrons, discussing you know what's happened in the month and behind the scenes, pretty much. And yeah, just like I don't know, it's one of the shows where I've got no expectations for it. It's just like it's going to grow with how I want it to. Yeah, and you know, with Patreon, it sort of works well as like a secluded private area where I can be real open and honest to the people that want to hear it <laughs> yeah much yeah yeah and uh, also you can get um, a tea, oh, a coupon for the tea Public store and I've we've changed that so whatever tier you support us at is 30% off the tea Public store yeah which should be good obviously we can save some money if you do decide to support us by buying House of Mario merch or Let's put t-shirts. It this way. And you can invest a dollar in Patreon. If you feel like buying merch, you can invest a dollar in Patreon and the coupon that you get will more than likely save you more than that dollar anyway. So, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Should cool be stuff, good. Right? And this is this is the major one we're adding. So this is very relevant to anyone who enjoys this podcast, The House of Mario. We're introducing mm-hmm. sort of a supplementary podcast to The House of Mario called The House of Mario Encore. So that's going to go up twice a month. And it's going to be basically, one's going to be a solo podcast with myself discussing any topic I decide I'd like to talk about. And the other one's going to be with Bryce discussing anything Bryce wants to talk about. Yeah. 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 And, and I sort of, I got the idea for this back when the Switch Lite was announced and Bryce was busy. I'm like, all right, I've got to, I don't have any time to organize anyone and I just want to talk about the Switch Lite. And that went up and I'm like, I quite enjoy solo podcasting. Yeah. Like it's just, it's very different to, you know, bouncing off one another. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, when we hit 100, episode 150, I'm fired. You're fired. Uh, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a uh, turn for the podcast. So it's going to go back to solo podcasting. No, no I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no. But I guess uh, like what, what Patreon is to me is just basically a feed we can be creative with. It's a free feed. We don't have to pay the subscription every month like, like you do on SoundCloud or Podbean or whatever it is. And we can, you know, put stuff up there. Like with the House of Mario, we can talk about Nintendo stuff. We can talk about random stuff on Cracking Furfies and, yeah. So basically trying to give the most value for people that want more podcasts from us. Yeah. 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 So if you support us at $5, you can get it a week early. $1, you get it a week later, but you still get the both each yeah. month. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm not going to go on too more. You can go to patreon.com slash roadruby check it all out in detail. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing the House of Mario Encore. I reckon it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. I've got some stuff lined up I'd like to talk about. Yeah. 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 Very keen. Very keen indeed. Very, very, very keen. Absolutely. Yes. Surprise, Mario Kart Tour. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh boy. So I'm just going to open it up. Um, it's been downloaded over 20 million times. Of course. Which is a lot. That's almost beating Fire Emblem. Mm. Not quite, but uh, yes, yeah, very so close. So we'll go into our sort of uh, impressions of the game. You've been, I saw you've been very vocal about the microtransactions and everything on Twitter. So I'll chuck it over to you, Bryce. What's it all about? Is it good? Should you spend a hundred dollars on it to get your random drops? Fire away, my friend. Okay, so <laughs> residential gacha game player here <laughs> that plays as many as I can is that French for fucking sucker well yeah <laughs> yeah I mean the thing is the thing is is like if I pick up a gacha game I'll generally it's generally because I'm intrigued and I'll play it and then I'm like oh yeah I'll stick with it or nah it's going in the trash because the thing is is in the trash in the trash because it's one of those things where um you could see yourself playing the game just for the sake of the game but at the same time like getting that need for like I want to roll like cute JPEGs of characters or you know some oh I want this particular thing uh, that I want to grind for so you work on that and you like push forward and stuff like that the thing I was really vocal about I suppose this week on Twitter was that it's very contrasting how Nintendo's mobile market is I guess it's mm. probably the best word for it is market now because they do have one there's a fair few games there now yeah, yeah. like you when you when you think of Nintendo Mobile you just like Super Mario Run game um, yeah no it's like a full fledged yeah. well, thing now at, at this point that was three years ago Mario yeah. Run yeah which doesn't it doesn't seem that old no yeah 
it doesn't. But like, uh, it's it's sort of blown up now, and there's Nintendo IPs all over the place on mobile, including one completely exclusive to it being Dragalia Lost. Um, but it's been very it's been a very contrasting experience with the last two. I know that Masters was not made by any collaboration with Nintendo whatsoever, and it was the Pokemon Company. It was DNA though, wasn't it? So, yeah. Same guys behind Mario Kart Tour. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> which makes sense <laughs> when you look at that. Let's run. <laughs> yeah. Um. Understandably, in the fact that um, you know, uh, they're very they're very similar. Mm. Like when it comes to DNA. You know, you're right. Yes, how they're run, it's pretty similar. Like, without any question of a doubt. Um, it's been super... Con- it's been a super contrasting week for Nintendo's mobile market because uh, Dragalia Lost, which I think has, like... What was it? Three million downloads or something like at this point, I think. Dragalia Lost has. Uh, is that all? Yep. All right. But it is Nintendo's third highest... Yeah. Now that Mario Kart tours out, it was se- it was their second highest, mm. which is really surprising. And this is where it comes in contrast because what Mario Kart Tour has really come out to an absolutely appalling sort of money grabbing thing, at least from the perspective of somebody that plays gacha games. Mm. I know that a lot of people picked picked up Mario Kart Tour and they were like, "Ah, well, you know, it's Mario Kart on my phone. What what could go wrong, right?" And then... What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Everything could go fucking wrong. Next minute, your daughter's been kidnapped. Oh, God. Your house is burning down. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, might as well be. You might as well, <laughs> might as well, might as well start selling that second kidney, people, if you want to, you know, sort of get your way in Murray Kart Tour. But it's it's contrasting because uh, the day before... Uh, sorry. The day after Murray Kart Tour came out, Dragalia's Lost First Anniversary was on. So, at the same time in Nintendo's mobile market, you had a game that was gouging you and a game that was just chucking shit at you. Yeah. So, with a little bit of history, when side games put out Dragalia Lost, they were like, ah, oh, you know, we can monetize the fuck out of this. Like, people really fall for the sort of, like, anime-style gacha games on the market and... They've learned that plenty through their biggest hits, like Grand Blue Fantasy, which was like a huge deal in Japan in terms of uh, probably not technicality or anything like that. It's a very, very old game at this point, but um, it really captured the mobile market in Japan. Hmm. Um, but Nintendo said, no, this is a new IP. This is our IP. We're establishing this. We don't want you to make it a cash cow because we want it to grow. Yeah. So they were like, don't be greedy dickheads. And they haven't been ever since. The For the entire year, there's only ever been gradual... Like, there's been gradual changes based on feedback and the game has become primarily a game and not a uh, money spender. A lot of people that are spending money on Dragalia Lost are spending it to support the developers because... Obviously, it's free, and you can play the entire thing for free and not see any hindrance whatsoever. There is, uh, I mean, apart from having a bit more units than everyone else, you're not really missing out on anything by not spending any money, mm. which is awesome. Um, and during this anniversary, for the last like 
couple of days at least, up to 10 days, there was like 100 free rolls. And the math I did on Twitter is it's about $400 worth of Mario Kart Tour rolls they've just given out for free in Dragalia Lost. All right. how, mu- how much in Dragalia Lost is it worth? Uh, Roughly. A little bit less, I think. Okay, so like, oh, wait. Uh, a little bit less, so like 300 or depend Depends on how you go about your buying your shit, I think. Yeah, still a lot of money in terms of that. Well, gacha games are. They're yeah. expensive. But like that's the thing as well, is they don't really encourage buying to spend on rolls in Dragalia. So it's sort of like... We just chuck shit at you. You can earn your currency to do rolls. It's really good, like, mm. in that sense. It's one of the best... But it's a really hard competition, I suppose, between Azul Lane and Dragalia in terms of, like, the best um, value gacha on the market. Uh, but then Mario Kart Tour come out, and Mario Kart Tour, I think, um, just absolutely demolished, like a lot of people's expectations of what would be a Mario Kart game on mobile phone. Um, and not in a good way either. Yeah, well, yeah. we saw the writing on the wall months oh. months ago when the beta was out. We're like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, at the moment, the current, the current banner, as we call them, is Pauline her car and her glider each of them have a one percent rate of being pulled i think two pulls is 10 bucks uh which <laughs> jesus when you get to the end of the day that's like you know 50 odd bucks for 10 pulls and the problem is is and i mentioned this too a problem dragalia had is they had three things in the gacha there they had worm prints they had dragons and they had adventurers by player feedback, they removed worm prints and they're now just farmable in game, which automatically sort of drops that dissatisfaction of getting something. You're just like, oh, you know, that's yeah. that's not fun, right? Yeah. In Mario Kart Tour, it's, you've got drivers' carts and gliders, and gliders don't even get used on certain maps, like mm-hmm. at all. So pulling one of the gliders, it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, sort of thing. Yeah, you do get like it does affect your stats, but. At the end of the day, it's not no important like the character. Well, people yeah. people have already like proven it on Twitter, and it, like understandably, yes, it doesn't get you the most points if you play it this way. But you can literally win races by just letting it do its thing. You don't have to do anything. You can just let it crash into the sides of the wall and whatever. Somebody won as Toadette or something. I never thought about that. <laughs> they they lit- you literally don't have to do anything. Like it auto uses items. It auto oh really? Adjusts, auto yeah. uses items. Yeah, it auto auto oh. adjusts. Like auto corrects you when you when you crash into a wall and like all this stuff. It's really whatever. Yeah. I know it like automatically it does like the trick when you go off a ramp and stuff like that. Yeah, that Cause, too. Because I'm like, like you know, turning or whatever, go over jump or like tap the screen. Then like once I've missed it or forgot or something, and it still did the trick. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm I'm doing I'm doing nothing here. You're doing literally <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, it was, it was sort of like, well, that's, that's not satisfying in general, but then you've got that where you, where you don't have to do anything to win a race. But I think the thing that's worst about the, worst about the entire thing is that when you, when it comes down to a point, uh, you've got banner characters, which are again, common in gacha games. And at this, at this moment, it's Pauline. If you want to make the best out of your game, with Mario Kart Tour, you have to use specific races, specific carts, specific 
gliders on certain courses and by doing so you get what is absolutely an unfair advantage um whether it be like if you have Pauline on this course you get three items per item box yeah you go through one item box three three items it's like nice yeah <laughs> like you can tell they're just like spend your money because if you don't you're not going to get your best at all it's it's not going to happen right and that's really disheartening to see it happen with a Nintendo property um it's established as well, and I think that that's something that sort of it's like, well, Dragali lost his new, so they'll like make it sell by just mm. giving people free shit. And then with Mario Kart Tour, it's like, oh, we already know it'll be downloaded. Oh, it will be, and so, it was, and it was, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it just got absolutely slammed. Well, Mario Kart is their biggest IP; it is their biggest game. Yeah, so they're gonna look at this, and they're not gonna be worried about, oh, you know, people won't download it. They know people would download it. And they know, and they know a lot of people spend, spend on, money it too. on it. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of disappointing. I think oh, it's very, it's very disappointing. Like looking, looking at the last two mobile games from Nintendo, like I'm counting Masters as from Nintendo. Yep. Um. So Pokemon Masters, it's literally like the Hall of Fame of trainers, and they're all in the one place. They're interacting with one another. That is like, as a Pokemon fan, that's awesome. But I still walked away from it because I'm like. I don't. I don't want to be a part of this. And Mario Kart, that's you know my other favorite Nintendo franchise, mm-hmm. my most played Switch game, and the way they've set it up, I'm I'm like no, no, and yeah, because there's there's. <laughs> I looked at it. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, what are the two things you love most in the world? Mario Kart and Pokemon. What are the what? What's one of the things you hate most about gaming? It's like it's crappy free to play mobile games, where all it is is give us your money, and we're not going to give you value. We're not going to like respect your time. Yeah, it's just it's just rubbish. That's how I'd put it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And it's it's depressing to see because like Fire Emblem as well is almost sort of in that category, but you can just enjoy Fire Emblem as a game that's not competitive because that game is very competitive in terms of PvP. So it's just sort of like, if you if you kind of just want to fire on the story, you go right ahead, mate. You, you'll enjoy it sort of thing. And they keep re- releasing chapters and it keeps building on the story and it's really nice and mm. all that. And I mean, Masters is trying to do the same thing, but the problem with Masters is that its variety is meh. Yeah. You know? I beat the whole lot of Masters all the way up until it literally stopped me in my tracks. Do you know if that's out yet? Do you know if they've updated it for the rest of the story? I don't think so. No. That's weird. That's a real long gap between... Because they've lost you now. You would have kept on playing. Now they've lost you. Yeah. I don't yeah. give a shit now. That's, that's really uh, odd. That's, it, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. It stops right in the middle of the league. Yeah. Like right in the middle. Just for absolutely no reason. Just stops there. It says this is all that's been done so far. You're like, great. I don't care anymore then. The result is going to be I win the league. I know that. What's the point? Unless, beat, you, unless you're Ash. Are you playing as Ash? <laughs> no. I beat every single fight up until that point. Every single every single one with the same team bar switching one character around. Mm. And that's it. And that's only because I'm like, ah, this will synergize a little bit better. But my other two are staying. And it pretty much just remained that way the entire time. And like Mario Kart Tour is sort of like the opposite in some vein 
to where you're like, well, if you want to make the best of Mario Kart Tour, you better spend your money so you can get those specific gliders, get those specific carts, whatever. In Fire Emblem, the biggest problem is, is if you want to be competitive, really competitive in Fire Emblem Heroes, you have to be like, well, I need to get duplicates of this character so I can fuse them together and make them plus 10. And then uh, I need to have a team of that so I'm actually a threat <laughs> in multiplayer. Yeah. sort of thing and it's just like well okay and it's like alright I'll just play this game for the story and it does fine because it does throw free, uh, like freemium currency at you all the time to do roles and all that until eventually you know you're going to run out of that because yes see some of these games make buying $80 Call of Duty even buying a few gun sites look pretty <laughs> pretty easy <laughs> compared to all this rubbish <sighs> yeah. yeah and then at the end of the day in terms of like all of mobile Nintendo's mobile market, I think the best job that they've done with their titles that have some sort of rolling system in them is probably Animal Crossing, but it doesn't really feel like that game would be hindered by something like that. It's not like mm. you're competing with anybody to yeah. be well, the how, best. how Animal Crossing handles it is they have the fortune cookies, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of the times, like every, every three months or month or so, uh, they do different themes, different like exclusive items. Yeah, and you can go and get buy the fortune cookies with your uh, leaf tickets to try and get the rolls. You know, to get these items. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm like, oh, they're pretty expensive for leaf tickets, and I'll go through my leaf twic- tickets pretty fast. So I just completely ignore them. Yeah, I don't worry about it. I yeah, just, it's not a necessity. No, like no, I I, I know back in 2017 or it might have been 18 on the lead up to Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, but they had like all Pokemon items yeah and I could see in that event I'd be like alright I'm gonna put I'm, I'm gonna put you know 60 bucks into this game I'm gonna buy them all yeah because like something, having like a Pokemon Animal Crossing thing that's yeah. a, that's enough for me to be like I'll tell you what it's fine I'll do it yeah but like the last few they've been like one's been like Hello Kitty and they've had like different like franchises being incorporated there I'm like yeah no, I don't need Hello Kitty stuff I'm not gonna I don't want that I'm, even if they gave it to me I'm not gonna put it in my house no <laughs> yeah that's it yeah so every day I basically turn that game on and um, I've got enough, enough leaf tickets to sort of speed up some processes of some things that don't have enough items or enough materials for. Yeah. And yeah, I just use it that way and I've had enough. I've only put $13 into the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And I'm quite happy to reward that game when... Like, uh, it treats me like a person, not yeah. a cash cow. Yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm going to keep spending more money and time on that game because it's fun and it, it respects me and my money. Yeah. But these other games don't. And that's... I'll, sorry. I, I do want to bring this up, though, because they've got like the subscription, the monthly subscription where you pay $8 a month yeah. and you get your gold pass. And with the gold pass, you basically get, you know... You, you can, like, earn gold badges, but very exclusive to that. You can uh, get... Was it the 200cc? <sighs> 200cc. Why do you lock a speed behind a monthly subscription that's more expensive than yeah. NSO? I, I have heard that, but remember back in Mario Kart 8 on Wii U... Um, 200cc was a part of the DLC so it was locked behind the DLC on that as well yeah but it's a flat payment yes of, yes of course it is yeah it's yeah. a flat payment not a subscription yeah, yeah. so the yeah, subscription especially uh, in the same well, it was almost the same week Apple comes out Apple Arcade $8 access to 100 plus fantastic created games on your mobile some of which are like games that are on Switch or coming to Switch which are valued at $30 plus like you're getting excellent value if if you like playing on your phone, Mac, 
iPad and whatever it is and that's got it's just it's good value yeah. but just me being like alright Mario Kart I get 200cc <laughs> I can own gold badges and I can get like I guess enhanced earning capacity as far as like coins and whatever it is um, yeah it's like alright so and, but that doesn't that doesn't sort of offset all this other crap as well that's still there yeah it literally just makes it unfair to mm. play and I mean I guess just ending off with the conversation I guess uh, it is honestly awful but when you've got something like Dragalia Lost that's also on your roster that's when you're really sort of testing it because fair enough for Animal Crossing it's just like I this is mostly cosmetical right Mm. Uh, with Dragalia Lost there's gameplay elements locked behind obviously rolling but because they hand you free free currency all the time doesn't really make a difference you'll be rolling anyway you don't need to spend money on it sort of whatever and Dragalia Lost is one of their highest quality mobile games that are out there at the moment in terms of like soundtrack boss designs and all that Uh, just character designs lore personality everything about it is just absolutely it's absolutely brimming with life because side games know how to make an amazing mobile game that's why they're so popular in japan they're huge in japan so you know with dragalia lost's anniversary i i've been smashing the shit out of it again because i'm like holy crap yeah, this is like stuff. Yeah. This, this is the best <laughs> time to play it you know yeah. what i mean it's i wish i logged on to to claim it well you can Oh, it's still going? St- it's still going. Uh, just for people that are, I guess, curious because they might listen to this a bit later. Okay. Uh, wh- do you know what time it goes till? What- okay, so uh, I think we've had four days worth of free 100 rolls, which means there's six days left. So you can still claim 60 rolls. To the end of the week when this podcast went up, pretty much. Uh, yes. Not six weeks, yeah. But you also oh, da- get... Days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you also get the problem. The thing is, is you also get uh, anniversary login bonuses. The entire point of the anniversary so far has been about getting new players to a place where they can catch up. They're not hindered, so you are handed free shit all the time. Uh, you are given everything you need to sort of push up and get to a level where you can play with other people comfortably. Um, you're given free currency for roles as well. So not only on top of the 60 that you can still currently claim per day um you were given i think five of uh five free tenfolds so 50 free rolls just by logging in on day one that you can use at any time um and then you've got a whole bunch of upgrade materials from like waters for your worm prints or gold crystals for your adventurers or dragon foods for your dragons sort of thing and there's so much of it that even though I'm not a person that has to catch up per se, I've been able to use that to push myself up to a higher level and now I can sort of compete in the hardest content of the game, which was great because they've come to a they've come to a standpoint now where they're like, okay, we're done with this section of hard content. We're moving on to the next one. You've got two months to catch up. Here's all this free shit. Go ahead, mm. just smash it. You'll get through it really quickly if you use this. Um, and honestly, it's been amazing. Uh, the amount of people that I've said, hey, like I- I've told my friends to, you know, start it up, give it a go, give it a crack. 
And I've been telling those people to log back in because at the end of the day, I think I've claimed since it started last week, I think I've claimed 160 rolls and that's not even like past the next 60 that I've got to go. There is mm. so much opportunity to start Dragalia Lost now and start really well. It's absolutely insane when you compare something like that that just wants you to play. It's their third third highest grossing mobile game and it's not even... Um, it's not even because people have to buy to progress. It's because people are willing to support them because they're, cre- they're giving us a product that... Uh, is in every way, shape, and form a game first, and you know a spending thing later. Yeah, because that, that's one of the things where a game's built, being like, how can we make money from it before before they think, what are the mechanics of what's going to make this game fun? <laughs> well, like <laughs> just I, the wrong way to go about it. Well, like I said, side games wanted to monetize the shit out of it. And Nintendo said no. Yeah, and look what's happened. Mm. <laughs> it's become a, it's become a very easy to approach game, and I mean I can. Honestly, say I've spent money on Dragalia Lost before, but I didn't do it begrudgingly. I'm like, I like this game, and it's just like, oh, hey, look, you get this bonus if you spend a bit of money. And at the end of the day, end of the day, that bonus is like ap- applicable to anyone without mm. spending money anyway. But I'm like, I want to support these guys because they're not asking me for money all the time. Not gouging you, yeah. They're not gouging the shit out of me. Yeah. And this event is proof of it. So, I mean, if you haven't... If you've installed Dragalia Lost and you've played it a little bit and you haven't played in a while, now's the best time to log in because you're going to get all this free shit and it's really satisfying. And uh, if you've never played before, it's the best time to start playing anyway because they're going to give you a bunch of free shit. Yeah. Just just before we jump to, I guess, the more... Uh, like the gameplay elements of the game, I just want to point out that in the first day of downloads, Mario Kart Tour was downloaded over 20 million times and the second most downloaded on day one was Mario Run at 7 million so this game has absolutely obviously people are a lot more excited about this game there's changes between now and then that you could like pre-purchase apps I know definitely on the um, on the Apple's app store you can I got an email saying yeah it's out automatically downloaded I can't remember if it was like that back in 2016 with Mario Run because I got my iPhone a bit later yeah so I didn't do it but yeah it's absolutely huge and um, the game's already made one million dollars which is second behind Fire Emblem which has made four four million three hundred thousand dollars and the thing with Mario Tour as well is people that have um, signed up for the subscription service and are going to go through with it they're not charged yet so Nintendo hasn't gotten that money yet which isn't counted in the one million (sighs) sum so, unfortunately, it looks like Nintendo is going to be rewarded for their crappy practices with this game, <laughs> which is which is sad because you know I'm I'm going to keep playing Animal Crossing. I'm going to give Dragalia Lost a go, but as far as like you know stuff like the Fire Emblem, not so keen on um, Mario Kart Tour. I'm gonna I might keep dabbling with it, but they're not getting my money. They they can go away poo <laughs> yeah. yeah so actually playing the game Bryce actually playing the game do you like it is it fun look my expectations for it were pretty low in general anyway because mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. not really a type of thing it, it's a type of thing I expect to work with tilt controls and I suppose you can turn them on 
But Does it have tilt controls? You, if you enable them in the options. Yeah, I just ignore them. Yeah. I just glaze over them and I don't even notice that they're there. I'm not going to play with tilt controls. It just absolutely, <laughs> you know, I guess it exceeded expectations, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good either. Mm. Like, I'm sure people get their time and their fun with it and all that stuff. And, you know, I had I had a good couple of races before I really just bit the bucket <laughs> I, I look at I, I looked at the prices and I looked at like what the mechanics were in terms of like what characters do and I'm just like yeah, okay I'm done uh, but it's not a it's not a terrible version of Mario Kart if you want to play something that's like oh hey look I'm waggling my cart around but if you're if you're the type of person that fucking hates seeing anything below gold you're like yeah <laughs> fuck off because <laughs> at the end of the day the person with more money is going to overtake you um as i mentioned before there was a person on twitter who literally filmed an entire race of him not doing a single fucking thing and he still won it's it was literally like the videos of uh luigi doing nothing in mario party and winning Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, those old videos where they'd just literally sit the controller down as Luigi <laughs> and he'd fucking win every minigame. It was literally the same thing, but with Mario Kart Tour, and that's super depressing. And if if that's what it's like with... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even, like, an optimized course for Toadette or the kart she was on. It was just a course. Mm. So, it could have been, like, one star rating... One, uh, yeah, he was getting one item box per thing, so it would have been no bonuses or anything like that. He still won. Yeah, <laughs> he still won by letting the game just autopilot. I might try that actually. That sounds like sounds productive. <laughs> <laughs> so garbage. Yeah. Like, I I don't mind the gameplay. I think it's fine. Like you, you know, take you got Mario Kart in your pocket all the time. Take it out. You have a race. Cool. Um, I I originally started off on the drift only. Uh. Control scheme because it said recommended. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. But it's weird how you can't turn at all. <laughs> and like, you know, it's like fair. So you've got to like set it up so you're straight. But if you just need to turn a little bit or something, you just can't do it. I'm like, all right, this is this is rubbish. So I just went into the options, turned it so I could turn and just drift by holding my thumb to like the edge of the screen. You just drift that way. You know, I don't think you get your second turbo boost compared to two turbo boosts or two levels of turbo boost yeah. with the other control scheme, but it just made no sense to me how you can't turn at all. Like, you just, like, drift, then you've got let go, then you go straight, and to sort of, like, weave your way through, you just got to try and drift. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't done any of this myself, but I see, like, Jamie Penning and a few people have added each other and they're doing, like, the ranks, like racing each other and that and that's one of the best things about sort of these competitive mobile games just looking at the leaderboards be like alright yeah I can do better than that and you jump straight into it and that's what keeps you coming back so I like that aspect of it I think the racing itself is fine um, it is weird how Nintendo tries to make you feel like you're racing other people when they're just CPUs yeah and that that that's a trait in a lot of mobile games like this um, I didn't know this, but I was listening to a few podcasts and they said that PUBG Mobile, um, the first few matches, it just puts you against CPUs and makes it easy. So when you get your chicken dinner, it makes you feel good. Then when it makes you feel good, spend money, 
and get when when you actually get into the game, you're like getting your ass kicked. It's like, why is this happening? <laughs> but since you got that one chicken dinner, you think you can do it again, and you keep going. It's just like really scientifically thought out of like why these things how they are to inherently get you to spend more money and keep you in the game. Yeah, yeah. And when and when these games are set up for yeah science <laughs> over. This will be a fun game for you to play when you get home from work on a Tuesday night because you work hard for your money. It's not quite, it's not quite the... Good way to put it. Yeah. What did I say at the end of the day? It was like to get the same amount of rolls in Dragalia, uh, in Murray Kart Tour as they're currently giving out for free for Dragalia, it was $400 and you could literally buy a Switch with Mario Kart because... Usually, the Switch comes bundled with something like that for the same price. Mm. And that's kind of depressing because you are literally getting a much better value out of it. It's good value. By every sense of the word. Mm. Anyway, Bryce, let's stop talking about this. Mm. Mario Kart Tour. Play it. Don't spend money on it. Yeah, don't. Don't encourage it. Unless you don't like your money. If you don't like your money, well... Please don't encourage it. (laughs) Spend your money on... Mario Kart Tour and head over to patreon.com slash odruby you know if you hate your money <laughs> if you hate mo- yeah exactly if you hate your money put it on the Patreon <laughs> just don't support it simply for the fact that Nintendo have something better out there that is much more consumer friendly and you should be supporting that instead of that it's called Mario Kart Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance yeah there you go <laughs> go and buy the hat yeah be like 40 bucks at a second hand shop somewhere <laughs> yeah so Bryce next up this is a game we played at Avcon and it was the only game in the, at the uh, Indie Games Showcase. We're like, oh, that game is running on Switch. So we went over there, had a, had a play of it. And that game is called Wrestle Dunk Sports. And it's basically a compilation of these different multiplayer couch co-op games. You can sit down and play with one another. And we, said to, we enjoyed it. We sat down and we said, oh, would you like to do an interview with, with us? And they said, oh, well, we're not, we actually haven't announced the game yet. And we, uh, we're waiting to announce it close to PAX. And the game will be playable at PAX. I'm like, oh, all right, no worries. Not surely enough. <laughs> yeah. And now the game is announced. So uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. So, sure. the, yeah. So you, you start off, Bros. Uh, Wrestle Dunk Sports is pretty much what it sounds like Wrestle Dunk Sports. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's, there's a couple of sports you can play. Um, yeah. I've got them here, Bros. So there's wrestling, fencing, volleyball, and smash ball. Yep. which is which uh, says here is a, a variation on the competitive Pong slash breakout. Each sport can have up to eight players competitively and even features online play with the devs boasting ho- super high performance. So, you know, super high performance, it's higher than normal good performance. So I'm all about that. Uh, what was the sport we played? We, we played we all played, of them, I think. We played all of them. Smash Ball, was that the one where you, like, you jump on one another? No, that was um, wrestling wrestling right yeah because that that was fun so basically you play as l- like little rectangles with faces french fries let's call them that yeah french, french fries. fries and it's really it's really nicely animated it's like real cartoony looking and um, if you like Super Smash Bros and party games in that vein it's, it suits that really well and uh, wrestling it had basically you, you know just move with the, the analog stick and there's jump and there's a button that makes you basically fall over and like fall onto your side and the aim of the game was to sort of jump on one another and squash one another and it sounds really basic and I guess to an extent it is pretty basic but it was just lots of fun yeah it is really fun Yeah, and it like it took a while for like me and you to sort of like figure out the kinks there's like different ways you can sort of trick people into like 
moving underneath you and all that and it was a lot of fun playing that that was the first game we played then we played volleyball um which is just playing 2d volleyball which was like more fun than it probably sounds yeah (laughs) playing 2d volleyball (laughs) yeah yeah there's the thing is is like when you uh play wrestle dunk as long as you're airborne um you can position your rectangle in just about any way that uh, the mode depends you, uh, determines you to. Mm. So, for example, when you're in wrestle uh, wrestle mode, you uh, can position yourself horizontally so you can slam on top of your opponent and stuff like that. And each mode has sort of their own little kink to move the French fry around and do different things. So, mm. um, it... Uh, was definitely something we spent a fair bit of time on at Avcon, surprisingly. I think we played it for like at least half an hour or so. At least. Just playing through all the sports and Yeah. Yeah, and fun. in the indie games room it was like one of the most uh polished experiences. Yeah. And you know, that's mainly because, you know, it's been announced and you know, it's coming out where a lot of the games are like, I've got free time and I'm making a game. I'm gonna see what people think about it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's what exactly. like, that's what a lot of the games at uh, Avcon were all about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, yeah, playing this game at PAX and I don't think we have a re- release date yet. No, but it's, it says, all, all they say is it's coming soon for Switch. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's got a a little spot in our heart too because it's by an Adelaide dev uh, team, uh, Fractual <laughs> uh, Alligator, which uh, which were the guys that also created Hacknet on PC, if uh, you guys are familiar with that game. That was, that was a pretty big game on PC and mm. like is not the scene I'm into, so I never played it. Yeah, but this one with little uh, rectangle men where you squash each other is the market I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely love my French fries. Yeah. yeah, so if you love like co-op multiplayer stuff, mm-hmm. play on your Switch, similar to like you know Nidhog, Smash Bros, etc., etc. Um, this would be a good pickup, I think. So yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk to them at PAX. Yeah. Have them on the podcast. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. If they say no, no this time, we will write a very angry letter. It's all right. That's right. Yeah, thanks, bros. That's got a little <laughs> confirmation. I'm like, well, am I wrong here? Should, am I a bit out of out of touch? Should I not be writing this letter? But, you know, with that little confirmation there, I'm quite, uh, quite happy with my decision there. Uh, so next up, Bryce, Dead Cells sales on Switch are, quote, insane. And the total sales are 2.4 million, which I'm really happy to see. This was a fantastic game. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it was a game that surprised me. Looking at it, I'm like, I love the pixel art style. And um, I actually reached out, got a review code on uh, PC. And I loved it that much. But, oh, I've got to get this on Switch because I want this with me. I All played, the time. Played it, played a heap on Switch. And um, a lot a lot of people are like, oh, this is re- really hard. And it was really hard. But I sort of viewed it more as a score attack game. Yeah. As far as I can, I'm not going to finish it. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not going to finish it, but yeah. absolutely loved it. And um, this this uh, news comes from Destructoid. So Destructoid managed to catch up with uh, Steve Philby of Motion Twin at PAX West to chat about how Dead Cells was pre- performing. Uh, Philby stated that um, that the beloved indie title has now shifted an incredible 2.4 million copies and the sales of the game are specifically uh, specifically on Switch are insane and completely ridiculous. 
just ridiculous, he says. <laughs> uh, he says that the game really lends itself to the platform, which it does, which is why I bought it again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So congratulations to yeah, Motion Twin and everybody there. Um, I know at Motion Twin, they've actually they've got a system set up so everyone who works there has um, equal shares in the company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully they're all very rich from this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I downloaded the DLC because the DLC was free. Like, I was going through the eShop the other day because there's a huge sale going on at the moment. I don't know if you've had a look. No, I haven't. But uh, I went on there, I noticed Bastion was $4. Ooh. And... Yeah, so I'm like, there's like games for real cheap on there. So I bought a few. I ended up picking up Pang. Oh. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So uh, no, no one seems to know what Pang is, but really, I'm, I you remember playing Pang at primary school uh, on the computer? Yeah. Yeah, because we I don't let's, let's see if any Australians or anyone out there actually knows what we're on about. There was a website I used to play all the time at school. It was one that wasn't actually this was before they blocked game websites, but it was a website called Alfie.com. Yep. And the mascot, I can't remember, was it like a was it like a cartoon chipmunk or a cartoon uh meerkat or something? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. And there was just heaps of like dumb flash games and one of them was Pang and Pang you walk around the bottom and you shoot up like, like a hook shot. Yeah, like a hook shot and you've got to like hit these bubbles and pop them, pop them to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And if they hit you you die. Yeah, if they hit you you die. Yep. And on the eShop there was a fifteen dollar game called Pang, had two player had a story mode, which I haven't played it yet, so I don't know what that's going to be all about. <laughs> but it was on sale for six bucks, and I picked it up, and I'm looking forward to it. You can come up, we should, we should do a, like a Let's Play or something playing Pang. Oh, yeah, Pang. Oh, yeah. Pang. That's going to, it's going to take me back, because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know, Pokemon was like the first game you know, I officially got on my Game Boy, but I, I played like a lot of games before that just on PC. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of forgot how much... I was playing on PC before I got into some of this other stuff. Yeah. A ton. Shout out shout out to mum's computer. Windows <laughs> Windows XP, am I right? Heck yeah. Mm. Might have been 95 actually. That's a Cougar right there. A Cougar. <laughs> Windows XP. I don't I don't like calling my mum's computer a Cougar. Why not? I don't like my mum and a Cougar in the same sentence. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, you can have you your sure? you can have your opinions, Bryce, but don't don't bring that up to me, mate. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm sure. So, Bryce, um, let, let's shift the conversation over the Pokemon. So, let's talk about the the Pokemon anime that's been announced. Um, there was a leak, um, basically that the next Pokemon anime is going to be set in all regions. Then an art piece of artwork got leaked with uh, Ash in new clothing and a new uh, and a friend yeah and a friend a new male protagonist as well as like all of the different regions around around them yeah all the different uh, places yeah <laughs> so um, and that was officially announced today I think it was yeah um, the Pokemon Japanese YouTube channel put out a trailer didn't understand any of it but it basically just said yes this is a thing as far as I know mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so I guess what do you think about this uh, well it kind of sort of just holds true to what the anime leaks were about a while ago um, so spoiler alert next five seconds go uh, <gasps> Ash won a Pokemon League hooray oh, no, no one knows that <laughs> Every, everyone who's like never heard about Pokemon's like Ash won the Pokemon League <laughs> except for exactly. us actually <laughs> we, we didn't say anything about it. Like, Ash let, the let's be honest. 
look, we here at the House of Mario, we know, we know Pokemon. <laughs> the Alola League doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, he, it counts for Ash Ketchum. He beat his friends. Yeah. He beat his friends. Yes, he in the In the first league year or whatever you call it that was set up. And from what I can tell, no one was in the audience and he beat his friends. doesn't count. He won. <laughs> he beat Gladion. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Yep, yeah. exactly. Anyway, uh, so now that he's wa- finally won a league and he's finally the champion of something, he's going on a world tour. Yeah. He's, a, he's, yeah, a super, he is, he's, he's a superstar now, so he's going to go around and do a world tour and everybody's going to be like, hey, aren't you the Alolan League champion? This is like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm Ash. Anyway, uh, and... It's it's all going to be centric around the entire Pokemon world. What I'm guessing is is that the Brock and Misty episodes were received very well, and they're just kind of like, ah, oh, hey, well, people really love those episodes. They got huge viewership. Let's move this, use this, and turn it into a whole anime season. So they're going all around the world, baby. Mm. Um, which is good for the Pokemon formula uh, because we've been going through the same shit year after year. Sun and Moon anime is actually the only piece of Pokemon media from that generation where I'm like I actually kind of enjoy this because it was just fun campy see yeah I've, I've actually started watching it yeah the Sun and Moon uh, season 2 mm. and uh, I'm sitting there basically in bed and you know I, I take my words back I enjoy it yeah it's just fun and campy yeah because the way it's different is you know in, in the original series, like, they're going from town to town. They're going on this big adventure. They're going from town to town. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's, all, it's like all the same people. And since Alola's a smaller region, uh, they're, they're basically always at, at the school and they just go to place and that's the day. When they go back to school, then it's just like, yeah, yeah, I I, quite, I, I do enjoy it. It's good. Yeah. It's just fun and campy. It's not like, oh, hey, look, there's all these towns you've never heard of in the, in the games that are kind of just in the anime and... <laughs> They have no cultural relevance to you whatsoever and all that shit. Mm. Um, that's why I like the Sun and Moon anime. And I guess if this sort of goes into like a similar perspective, I'll enjoy it as well. Because to be completely honest with you, the hero's journey has uh, really run its course for Pokemon anime. We see it every fucking time uh, with Sun and Moon. It was, a, it was a big change. Obviously, some people liked it, some people didn't. I personally thought it was really good because it finally moved away from the stupid same traditional bullshit we've been putting up with for the yeah. last... I remember in Diamond and Pearl, it was... I think that was uh, the worst point for the anime because each every episode was meet a new person, Team Rocket comes, tries to steal that Pokemon, they beat Team Rocket, they fly off, yeah. they, they resolve the issue, end of episode. Every single episode. It was such a waste of your t- waste of time watching it. <laughs> it oh, was, yeah. Um but with black and white they sort of made they made Team Rocket like they actually made him seem pretty bad. Mm. Like they gave him like a black uniform and stuff and um I think the anime picked that from there. X and Y was really good and now Sun and Moon was like obviously completely different and Team Rocket's not in every episode. And when they are it's very quick. Yeah. Which is good. And because- they get carried off a buyer beware. Yeah, because right. I, I I like I like those characters. I like Jesse James and Meowth, but I don't. There, there comes a point where it's like, oh look, wouldn't that Pokemon be good for the boss? Yeah. Let's try and get it. Oh no, we failed. We failed. Yeah, we're blasting off again. So all right, all right, that's that's enough. 
how many episodes of the Pokemon anime? Over a thousand. Don't have to watch that every single time. Yeah. That doesn't have to happen. No. No. Absolutely um, I just went to Cerebi and I got some more information from some translations because uh, I guess they have some uh, tools that can translate from Japanese. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So, ba ba ba. It showed off the, um, a tr- trainer, uh, a trailer featuring Ash and a new trainer called uh, Gugo. Um, so in Japanese, it's basically it's pronounced G O H um, G O. So Gugo. Gogo. Would you just say Gogo? We'll say Gogo. That sounds more normal. And they have a partner called Score Bunny. Uh, the first episode is to air on November seventeenth in Japan, and it will be a one-hour special. More details are expect- expected to be um, coming in the next week. All right. So yeah, cool. Yeah, looks good. I reckon I'll be. I reckon I'll try and keep up with this one because I reckon I will too. Because I'm like, like I said, I've I've actually actually enjoyed mm. the Sun and Moon anime. Where do you where do you keep up with um Japanese Pokemon that's been aired? Because it's not on Crunchyroll or <sighs> Anim- Anime Lab. So Pirate. where would you find it? <laughs> Pirate. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, you just find it on the internet, my friend. There's somebody that uploads it. Get, get in your ship, people. Go and pirate some anime. Yeah. Yarg. Yarg. All right, see, I'm keen for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a rumor going around that uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes of Pokemon are coming next year, Bryce. And this is basically sparked from someone called Paul who runs a Pokemon website called Pokeshopper. And they've discovered that there's a wealth of new Sinnoh merchandise coming that's going to be starting to be sold from December and onwards. And you can look at it one way, being like, oh, you know, it's the 13th anniversary or whatever of Diamond and Pearl in Japan or that they're ramping up you know, merchandise marketing etc etc for Diamond and Pearl remakes and it is about the time that Diamond and Pearl remakes would be coming you know it would be like after a major release so there's that stop gap there um, I think um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came 13 years afterwards so it's about similar timing as well so I think um, to be honest at this stage just from previous releases and this uh, I'd be surprised if you know we got no Pokemon game next year or something else to be honest mm. Mm. yeah yeah so I know you're not the biggest Diamond and Pearl fan but would you be keen to play them again on Switch you know remastered and in the Sword and Shield engine and all of that we'll see how Sword and Shield pans out I mean <sighs> The thing is with Diamond and Pearl, it's not like when I played it originally, I was like, "Ooh, this game is shit." My uh, my opinion on it evolved over time, where I'm just like, "God, I just remember all this trudging shit." You know, maybe I'll get a fresh of fresh a f- fresh breath of life on it again, and I'll be like, "Eh, all right, it was okay." Well, hopefully, some of those problems are fixed. Oh, for I you. hope so. Yeah, because like some of the biggest problems with uh, Diamond and Pearl that there were too many HMs. Mount Coronet. Yeah, Mount Coronet was, you know, fiddly to navigate. Um, surfing speed and just, like, general speed of the game in general was real slow in Diamond Pearl. They fixed it somewhat in Platinum. They sped it up. Uh, yeah, there was a few, like, pacing issues in that game. But oh, yeah. As, as a place, I really like the Sinnoh region. really like all the characters and all of that. I think it had a... Like, with, um, with Platinum, it had a great post-game with the Battle Frontier and that. It, yeah. it wasn't as cool as uh, 
uh, Holwyn's Battle Frontier just for the fact it was like one big circle instead of like, you know, um, in in Holwyn there was a, you know, Smeagol's Cave we could go into and there was like other stuff there to do. Yeah. yeah. Like just explore instead of just being the facility itself. Yeah. But still enjoyed it. Obviously that Battle Frontier also made it to Heart Gold, Soul Silver, which were made that game fucking awesome <laughs> and the safari the safari was really good too yeah that was pretty cool you can move it around mm. yeah yeah so you know Don Pell remakes I'll be keen for them because um, I'll it's, it's getting to that stage now like 13 years looking at I'm looking back at these games you know being you know fairly fond of uh, the memories I still remember I remember being really excited for the games they released in Japan and it still wasn't months until they came out in Australia mm. and it wasn't like now where where the trailers wreck it for you it was just the people <laughs> wrecking it for you because you know all the Pokemon you know everything because the games are out and I, I remember walking down the driveway of the farm and I'd be like putting together my team in my head I'm like oh you know I'm going to choose Turtwig get a Torterra I'm going to get a Driftblim I reckon I'm going to get a Floatzel like I was putting like the Pokemon I'm going to catch and everything and I was playing it out and when I got it and yeah, really, really, really excited. <laughs> I've told the story before too, but going to buy my copy, one of the cool kids from school was there. So I'm like, oh crap. So I like hit it, waited for him to leave and bought the game. <laughs> and just like stuff like that. Oh shit. Yeah. What it is to be young. <laughs> it, was, it was 2007, yeah. Still still in primary school. Last year of primary school for for, for me. Yeah. What, what it is to be seven. I wasn't seven. I mean, year seven. Yeah, year seven. I had my jumper with everyone's name on it. It's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. All right, Ross. Uh, last bit of uh, Pokemon news and news in general for this episode. So, Pokemon Sword and Shield are hosting a 24-hour live stream on Friday, which will be... Let me... Sorry. Let me look this up. What is Friday this week going to be? Oh, boy. It's going to be the 4th, Bryce. The 4th. That is the 4th day of October. In case you working at your mass in your head there holy shit holy macaroni so Sonia needs needs your help trainers next week she'll be setting up a live camera and <laughs> uh con juicing why is why did that not come in my head um some Pokemon observation research in Glimwood Tangle a strange forest area in the Gala region and yeah so we're going to get some more information. I dare say we're going to get some more Pokemon announcements. Can you just imagine if, like, nobody turns up for the live stream? <laughs> like, nobody at all. They're just like, eh. <laughs> who, who, if, if anyone's out there who's actually deciding to actually, like, sit there for 24 hours, it's like, nah. I remember, like, recently Death Stranding for one of their, uh, I think it was the announcement trailer for, like, the release date. They had, like, a bunch of hands just, like, on the screen and slowly they're lifting up until they're all gone and you could see the full trailer it's going to be something it's not going to be like it's not going to be waiting for a trailer or something but it's going to be basically this one shot of this animated forest pretty much what we're going to be seeing on the announcement picture they've put on twitter it's going to be stuff moving you're going to see like you know a manky's going to run past oh oh, there's something oh no it's just a manky it's all right but there'll be something you don't know oh what was that and it's just like it's just basically a part of their marketing to sort of get you more involved instead of like we're dropping a trailer like they're, they're trying to like stir up talk about oh what's this going to be about what's this same thing as the glitched surfetched 
on the on the poker. Yeah, exactly. Page. Like there's similar similar marketing tactic. Dif- yeah. Different marketing tactics to get you talking about it because. Yeah, like, oh, let's get the House of Mario talking about this. So that'll be a great boom for the game. <laughs> <laughs> we need that popularity spot. Come on. Yep, we need, we need that two people listening to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... If yeah. you're into it, go for it. Yeah. If you're not, just wait for Cerebi to pump out the news. I'm sure it'll happen. Well, yeah. Well, obviously, it's just going to be all dot points like the next day. Yep. But... Um, if I'm around I'm going to have it up and just like have it on a second screen or something just why not but um, I guess Friday Friday night I don't think I'm working I'm no not, you're not I'm working you are okay so I might I might have it up I might have it up so um, for Perth it starts at 7 p- or 9pm sorry on Friday for uh, Adelaide and Darwin time it starts at 10.30 which is actually a bit late so even if I was working it might not matter Mm-hmm. Uh, for Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Hobart, Canberra, it is at uh, eleven PM October on Friday, and Wellington, New Zealand, it's at two AM. So you're gonna have to get it very early to start watching nothing, probably <laughs> for the first like seven hours. Yeah. So I'm gonna bring up a question. Metadox asked us on Twitter. So he asked another Pokemon-related question: What are your thoughts on the 24-hour live stream that they're putting up? Do you think they're going to announce much new stuff or will they go into detail about already announced Pokemon with a few new things sprinkled in? So thanks for your question, Meta. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, I think they, I don't think they're going to go into detail about already, stuff already announced. I think they're going to... There's going to be Pokemon moving around this like screen that uh, that we've heard about before. There might be like a Wooloo run past or something. So, oh, there's a Wooloo and you know, there's a Mankey or mm. stuff we already know about. But then there will be that, yeah. Odd occasional, oh, what the fuck's that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly that in a nutshell, yeah. Mm. And I don't think it's going to be like, oh, there's something new, then all of a sudden like there's this splash screen, new Pokemon, here's a trailer, what it does. I think that's going to be announced afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, this is all to a... Gonna hype. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There's no question and or doubt about it. It's the same thing as the Pokemon website. The website is like, oh, there's a glitched figure on there and there's a weird noise. It's spooky. It's like, guess what it is? It's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, down to a T. It's a duck with a sword. Oh, yes. I love ducks with swords. Do you? Yes. Just uh, checking Twitter. Yeah. No, we got no other questions, bros. Cool. We're not we're not cool enough for any more questions. All right. But we are cool enough for Metadox to send in the questions, so that's all good. Yeah. Thanks, Meta. All right, bros. I think that uh, brings us to the end of the show. Yes, it does. Yeah. Unless you got something else you want to talk about. What about that? What about that time you went for a ride on a horse? Because it turned out to be a Yoshi, and you're like, oh my god, I'm riding a Yoshi. But then it licked your kids and it turned them to eggs. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that or leave it for another day? No, it's a bit traumatizing. Oh, well, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> you ever seen your kids get turned into eggs before? It's, it's a little harsh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, it'll be fine if you just let them, you just wait a bit and they hatch again. <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess It's so. only because you went and boiled them and ate their yolk. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry for the dinosaurs, way. sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mari episode 117. If you enjoyed the show, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of that rubbish, you know, just whatever. Thank you very much. Uh, if you 
if you want to support us a bit more, uh, Patreon. pa- patreon.com slash idruby. And uh, yeah, get access to the House of Mario Encore, which will be happening twice a month over there. And yeah, Bryce, where can we find you on the the, the flapping icon that is blue? At Raven. And you can find me at Hydruby. And you can find the show at the House of Mario. And actually, just before we leave, I want to give a shout out to Eric Zuch. Uh, he's just recently hit 2,000 subscribers on his YouTube My channel. My boy. So that is absolutely phenomenal. Well done, Eric. Keep going, dude. And um, I guess on a, a more somber note, as far as Eric goes, I didn't wear that very well, but on his Patreon, he put up a vlog. So if you support him at $1, he puts up like behind-the-scenes vlogs and that. And he put up a vlog basically saying like he's he's worried that he won't be able to keep doing it yeah. that long because he said he's nine months in and he's you know a bit worried that once, you know, he gave himself 12 months basically and he's worried that he won't be able to keep doing it and what upsets him about that is uh, that um, he's basically it's it's worse than being like oh yeah I'll do that one day that seems cool mm. than actually taking the initiative to do it and I guess failing mm. uh, and wholeheartedly I don't think he'll fail no He's like, if if to people that has watched his videos from when he started this year to now, they are absolutely fantastic. They are, yeah. And every every time like a little edit comes out, which is just really well done. It's like such a small thing, but he puts like so much care into each video. He does, absolutely. Yeah, and I I just want to say if you haven't checked out um Eric Zarch's videos, go to YouTube Nintendo by Numbers, subscribe, plays videos. Um, if you want to support him more, go to Patreon. I just want to give him a shout out because, um, you know, he's, he's got, working his ass off. He's working his ass off. Yeah, and I've got a lot of respect for him. And yeah, congratulations on your two thousand. You know, I I really wish the world for you, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. My boy. My boy. My Fellow boy. South Australian. One of the best blokes I know on the on the interwebs. Yep. In a real life. We met him at PAX in person. We did, finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though we lived that fucking close to him. <laughs> you know? Not close enough. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. We had a water with him at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, let's end the show, Bryce. Nintendo Jukebox. It's by uh, Meme uh, Rawsome. <laughs> fucking hell, what? It's by Meme Rawsome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meme Rawsome. That's no, just meme or awesome. Okay. It's it's uh, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker Battle Remix. And it sounds good. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode of The House of Mario.